Stevenson to the outside. They score! From the left wing circle, Jack Eichel makes it 2-0 Vegas. Because one hour isn't enough. We welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Carlson for Stone in front. He scores! On two nights, Mark Stone, two goals, one assist, three points. From the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Six down, let's drop the buck. Let's get ready to go. Darren Millard at Studio 31 at City National Arena and Ryan Wallace out at Oil Hotel and Casino. Chris Chapman back in the Fox Sports Las Vegas studio. We are enjoying and breaking down a Game 1 victory by the Vegas Golden Knights. A 10-goal night uh, involved in this second-round series to open things up. So uh, that part fit true as we debated for a couple of days about whether or not we would see uh, under 7 or over uh, 7 and... It was a pretty good sign in the first period that we were headed for the over. Yeah, I, I, every, I think every game in this series is going over seven. I just do. Barbershop uh, with uh, some great hands being able to tip the puck in. And that's one area that Vegas hasn't scored a lot of goals off deflections over the last couple of years. He's added an element there. And then you have uh, the likes of Chandler Stevenson off the rush, uh, Michael Amadio being able to score Mark Stone on the power play, uh, a lot to like offensively, and is now the time that people around the league are going to start respecting the Golden Knights' <laughs> ability to put the puck in the net instead of talking about every other team in the league. Death doesn't mean a low-scoring team. It can translate into putting a whole bunch of points on the board, which Vegas has done through the first six games of the playoffs. I don't think that the Golden Knights offense is getting enough credit at all. I, I'd like to believe that this might be the series that changes that, and, and I think it has the potential to because I don't think the Oilers are going to be able to defend at a high enough level to slow the Golden Knights down. I think it's a high-scoring series, and I think the Golden Knights come out on the better side of it because they've got a bunch of guys that can put the puck in the back of the net and a bunch of guys that can show up for you on a night-to-night basis, and, and that's really where I think the Golden Knights are going to shine. I will say this. Ivan Barbashev, he gave Mark Stone a little bit of push for best celebration in the rink last night. <laughs> there is some vinegar in that. I think Arvin Barbashev was happy to score a goal, and it was a big goal, and then he scored another big goal. So um, I, I think that any time you, you score a goal, especially in the, uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, you should celebrate with reckless abandon, and maybe that's just Mark Stone rubbing off a bit on Ivan Barbashev. Uh, Golden Knights' ability to score and answer back. Uh, those two go hand-in-hand, hand, also control the puck. Uh, I thought the, the fourth line, uh, while they didn't necessarily connect, uh, that line was really good with Carrier, Waugh, and Kolasar. Yeah, I, I think there was a shift from Nick Waugh late-ish in the third period, maybe eight, nine minutes left, where he got in on the forecheck, and, and I think that really started to turn things around for the Golden Knights in their favor to be able to defend well and close that game out. Got a special guest standing by, Jamie Hersha, ready to come on as we slide over and talk a little league-wide news on the VGK Insider Show. Hello, thanks for having me. 
Uh, good to be with you. Uh, happy to be with uh, somebody that's uh, covering the National Hockey League because we get kind of tied into our bubble here, Jamie. Uh, you're on with Darren Millard and, uh, and uh, Ryan Wallace. Uh, uh, let's start uh, with the, the two series out east. Uh, Toronto looks like they're trying to battle back into this series. Uh, w- would it be a monumental upset, or is Florida, based on the President's Trophy a year ago, just finally finding their footing? I think the latter. Uh, you know, I think on paper the first round was a monumental upset simply because it was a historic season by the Boston Bruins. But now that Florida's kind of proven that they can not only hang with the best team but beat the best team in an emotional seven-game comeback-style series, I think they're riding all the momentum in the world. And to have your $10 million goalie, Sergei Bobrovsky, playing his best at the right time is scary for everybody else in the playoffs because uh, they look like the team, like you said, that won the President's Trophy just last year, and they just really had a hard time figuring out what their new identity was. Matthew Kachuk proved to be an excellent addition, but he, uh, you know, I think he didn't struggle. It was just the team around him that kind of needed to find its way um, without Mackenzie Weger, without um, everyone else that, that they lost over the summer. And so that is looking like it's starting to gel now. And I, I don't know. I don't think it would be as big of an upset as people might have thought going in. And you guys know, being in Vegas, but the, the odds-on favorites going into the second round to win the Cup after Boston, Colorado, Tampa were eliminated was Toronto. And so um, they are now the new Cup favorites, believe it or not. And we'll see if they can hang with that kind of pressure. Boy, it happens uh, fast. Uh, this is our one-timer segment, news notes from around the National Hockey League, as we talk to uh, Jamie Hirsch from the NHL Network. One-timers brought to you by Paul Law. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. Ryan? So let's slide over to the, the Devils and the, and the Hurricanes. Obviously, it was a dominant performance in game number one from Carolina, but the New Jersey Devils, they've been behind the eight ball before in their first-round series against the New York Rangers. Uh, what are the adjustments you think the Devils are going to make going into game number two? You know, I think the biggest adjustment is they got to get to their forecheck. They didn't do that at all the way that we saw them do so well for the second half of the series against the Rangers. Um, you know, in their 4 nothing win in Game 7, that was what we talked about the entire post-game show with the Devils' forecheck and just their ability to be tenacious in the offensive zone and just continue to get second, third chances. And that is not something we saw at all in Game 1. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if they come back and win tomorrow night. I think coming off that huge emotional series with the Rangers, their you know biggest rival, and to take them down in seven and then have to turn around 48 hours later with travel and go um, take down a very tough team in a really difficult building to be a visitor in, I think that's why we saw such a sluggish start. I mean, they had one shot on goal in the first, period of play that's not something that they've done often this year um if at all but they're playing a really good carolina team and freddie anderson looks like the guy that they've hoped that he would be in the playoffs so i really i can't handicap this matchup at all i'm really still intrigued by uh, who's going to end up having the edge Come on, you, you got to have uh, an inkling one way or the other. Well, I picked the Devils to win the Cup going into <laughs> into the postseason, so that's nice. my, you know, I guess if I, I don't cheer per se, but like, sure, would I want to be proven right? Of course. But uh, <laughs> but now that I've seen Caroline, I mean, they were so much better last night. So now I, I, I'm second-guessing myself all over again. 
Boy, that Carolina team, they, they fly under the radar. You talk about teams that get too much respect, teams that get the right, right amount, and teams that don't get talked about enough. Uh, Carolina's always fought that, uh, and mm. uh, they, they deserve a little bit more love from us. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And uh, I actually did a race spot for them yesterday, and they were all giving me a hard time because they knew I'd pick the Devils, of course, <laughs> to win the Stanley Cup. So I had a lot of defending myself to do. But, um, but I did, you know, I, I was able to talk a lot of praise about Carolina because they are a really good team. And, you know, they just don't give you much at all. So they're so defensively sound. And I think that's why it, it doesn't really matter as much as it might otherwise um, who they're going to end up starting in goal because I think their system is so good with Rod Brindamore. We, we might see six different goalies in this series. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but the, the legend of Akira Schmid is still alive and well. You know, he took a knock yesterday, but I think I, I love that story. You know, he's actually the first goalie to go straight from the USHL to the NHL, and he did it a couple of years ago, and now he's obviously getting the national attention um, being their playoff starter. But I, I would go back to him. If I, if I were Lindy Ruff, I would go back to Schmid to start game two. So we'll see. I have, I have a friend whose uh, kids play in the USHL, or did, uh, a couple of years ago. They were playing against him. And, uh, oh, awesome. and, and, I, and I love the fact that, uh, that he's in the NHL because my buddy's kids aren't in the NHL, uh, which, which tells you just how good Akira Schmidt is. Yeah, uh, it's a huge jump to make. It's unbelievable. Jamie Hurst with us from the NHL Network and Fox Sports Las Vegas. So let's shift over to the Western Conference, and we'll talk about Seattle-Dallas. Just as everybody predicted, it would be Seattle taking on the Dallas Stars. I, like, at what point? <laughs> With the Seattle Kraken, are we just kind of going to accept that they're defying odds, that, that they are for real? Because I think that even after they beat Colorado, I don't know that anybody really gave them much of a chance against Dallas. You are so right. I didn't give them much of a chance against Dallas because I thought, you know, I think Colorado's banged up. I don't think they're as good as we thought they were. Um, I know they made that push to win the division at the end of the season, but I, I thought Colorado was actually not as good a team as Dallas is. And so I, I didn't give Seattle a chance, despite them winning against Colorado. And then they go in, and you know, Jake Ottinger had maybe one bad goal, but honestly, he was pretty good. It was just Seattle was on fire. I mean, I love watching this team play, and I'm sure it reminds you guys a little bit of the magical season Vegas had, what, five years ago now, because it kind of feels the same in the sense that they're doing it by committee. You know, there were so many different guys that top line was, you know, the headliner for that inaugural Vegas team. But you guys also had James Neal having a renaissance season and a bunch of other guys chipping in. And so, you know, that whole golden misfit mentality um, that carried this team all the way to the cup final five years ago. I think I see a little bit of that in Seattle. It just took them another year to find it. Um, and they're getting great goaltending from Grubauer, which was pretty much their biggest question mark all season. So the fact that we've seen, I think they're still at 15 different goal scorers, which is more than any other team's had so far this playoff. Yeah. Um, they're doing it. They just keep continuing to defy the odds, like you said. So, you know, we should not count them out at all. We'll see what happens later tonight, but uh, so far so good. Hey, before we let you go, uh, you speak to the uh, the masses. Uh, you talk to uh, new hockey fans and, uh, and traditional hockey fans. How do you explain to somebody uh, that uh, an individual scores four goals themselves <laughs> back-to-back <laughs> nights and the team that has those four goals from the individual loses both games? Isn't that wild? I would explain it by saying that hockey is 
truly a team sport, and the flukiest things can happen in which somebody puts on a LeBron James-type performance, but that would never happen where LeBron James puts on that kind of performance and his team loses. Like, it just doesn't happen as much in basketball. It's a much more individual sport, in my opinion. That's what makes hockey so great, is you can have this team of superstars, like the Lightning this year, for example. They're all full of superstars, and then... You know, they're out because it is truly a team sport and how the team comes together. So, you know, credit to Drysaddle and Pavelski. I can't believe that that happened because we lost our minds the first night it happened. And then when it happened again last night, I was working the post-game show and we were just like, this can't, this can't be a thing. Like, this, no. how does this happen? And sure enough, it had only ever happened on back-to-back nights one other time in any NHL playoff history. So... It was pretty rare and pretty special to see, especially for you guys to see that and then see your team overcome that. I mean, that was that was remarkable. I was talking with Darren Elliott today, and we were talking about that graphic. Who who were the two guys that scored on back-to-back nights uh, with four? Oh man, I have it in my notes it Tucker, somewhere. Uh, it was Herkis and um, man, I didn't even know Tony Herkis. Yes, okay. and I forget the other guy. Oh, well, I thought it was I Tucker, maybe uh, uh, something. Yeah. Along. Okay, there we are. See, uh, we, you and I solve problems. That's what yeah, we do. Yeah, exactly. Good team. Uh, that, that's what we do. Uh, Jamie, great to be with you. Uh, it's been too long. Uh, appreciate it, and uh, have a great run in the playoffs. Yeah, thanks, guys. Hopefully, You know what? I'm actually going to be on site at the Western Conference Finals. So before I go, I'm just going to say to anyone listening, I'm certainly pulling for Vegas because <laughs> I really want to go there. Um, not, I, I don't want to say I don't want to go to Edmonton. I've never been, so I shouldn't say that. But I had such a great time in Vegas, you know, when they went to the cup final. So I'm all about rooting for cities at this point because I'll be there for the next two weeks. So um, I'd love for, for Vegas to pull it out this round. Yeah, I, I don't think you're alone in that. I, I don't think you have to, <laughs> you don't have to worry about holding uh, anything against Edmonton. Yeah. Uh, the fact that you want to come to Vegas. Uh, I'll give you a pass right. on that one, all right? Great. Thank you. <laughs> Be good. Uh, thanks, Jamie. Uh, there's Jamie Hirsch from the NHL Network. Uh, one-timers, news notes from around the National Hockey League, brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. Uh, this is a situation where you've got the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight trying to pull even mm-hmm. and earn a split at home against the Florida Panthers that game is about to start the second period, and it's a 2-1 lead for the Maple Leafs, who jumped out to an early advantage. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it, it really is a, an interesting series in that I don't believe the Florida Panthers are going to go quietly, and they haven't because the Florida Panthers have not only tied the game up, but they are up right now 3-2 to two in the second period. Oh, is that, is that right? 3-2? My, my it, app is, is way late then. Your, your app is not updating just like my app is not updating. Oh, is that but right? But I have the game in front of me, and it is indeed 3-2 to two in favor of the Florida Panthers. Okay, give me the goal scores then. I'm, I'm curious about this. Uh, who's having the impact from the uh, Florida Panthers' uh, perspective? Well, I, I don't have the goal scores in front of me. I want to know because you're, you're breaking news. You're influencing me right now regarding a situation that I was not aware of. I wonder why this app is not uh, None uh, of the apps wondering. Because right I, now. I try not, not to watch anywhere. the game as much while oh, I'm on the air because yeah. I, I can't keep myself from getting distracted okay, uh, so. through it. So it looks like, if I'm reading this correctly... Oh boy! No, no, no. We got it. I got it. Kerfoot scored, and Ryan O'Reilly followed it up.
for the Toronto Maple Leafs for a, uh, a, a 2 nothing lead. And then Anton Lundell scored to make it a one-goal game after one period. And you're right, 3-2 for the Florida Panthers uh, with a couple of goals in the second period. Here is the interesting dilemma, and it will be talked about should the result hold. Okay. Do the Toronto Maple Leafs even consider going to wall in net if they drop the first two games at home? I feel like you you probably want to change something. Um, I, I haven't seen the goals on replay or anything like that, so I'm not sure if you're going to like go full on. It's Ilya Samsonov's fault, but uh, to change the the feeling and the sensation of the series, uh, I think it probably makes sense to do that earlier in the series than later in the series. So yeah, if the if the Leafs drop the first two games, I can see a different goaltender going in game number three. Panthers scored two goals in the first 106 of the second period. Mm-hmm. Like they yeah. just stormed out of the gate and took the game back. Uh, Toronto must be stunned right now as they try to navigate this thing uh, against the upstart Florida Panthers. And again, that's a team that's not 17th overall in a 32-team league, the Florida Panthers. I thought they would have figured it out a long time ago after being the best regular season team in the NHL a year ago and winning around for the first time since 1932 uh, a year ago. It didn't happen. But the comparison that Darren Pang and I talked about today on the Chirp Podcast was are the Florida Panthers this year the St. Louis Blues from 2019? Is there that type of comparison that you can draw? Better team than you expected. When were they going to figure it out? And it finally clicks. It's certainly possible. I mean, we'll we'll see kind of how things progress, but... Right now, I don't know that I'd be a team that wants to play the Florida Panthers at all. I think that there's a ton of skill. Um, in the first round, I thought Barkov was a bit quiet. Seems like he's woken up a bit here in this this Toronto series. The way that Matthew Kachuk plays the game, he's hard-nosed, he's in your face. You can't rattle him. You can try to play him physical. It's just going to kind of make him make him a bigger impact in the game. And, and Sam Bennett has been absolutely lights out for the Panthers since getting back into the lineup midway through that Boston series. So uh, I wouldn't want to play the Panthers in the playoffs because I think they're they're playing loose, they're playing free, and uh, they're just a really good hockey team. They scored on both shots in the second period and have three goals on 11 shots uh, during the course of the game. What are you expecting out of the Seattle Kraken and the Dallas Stars? And if I hear another <laughs> comparison, the Seattle Kraken, to the uh-huh. first year Vegas goal of the Knights, okay. I'm going to call a person yep. because uh, call them on it, not call them up, uh, but call them on it because those are the misfits. They had an identity. If if the Kraken are going to be prepared uh, compared to the Vegas goal of the Knights from year number one, they better come up with a nickname, have some kind of identity to go along with it. So, uh, that, so you're just you're just mad because there's not a catchy name. Well, let's let let like give me something, give me an identity to them I, beyond I just saying it's just like year number one in Vegas. I mean, the comparisons are there. Like it's it's hard not to say that it's not mm-hmm. that it's not right there. I I mean I don't know I I, I can't give you a catchy Kraken um, nickname though. Like, well then, 
you got your weekend assignment uh, yeah, going into Friday tomorrow. Uh, we got to take a break, and when we come back, Kerry Bubel, president of the Vegas Golden Knights, a big announcement today uh, with the franchise regarding the future of the television broadcast. Uh, with uh, Scripps Sports, we'll dive into that, what it means to you, how you uh, can get in touch with the Vegas Golden Knights from a viewership perspective. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Interact with the guys on Twitter. Follow them at Darren Millard and at Ryan the Hockey Guy. This is the VGK Insider Show. President of the Vegas Golden Knights, Kerry Bubbles, uh, coming up in just a little bit. We'll chat about the... Big announcement today for the organization on the television broadcast side. The Florida Panthers have a 3-2 lead against the Toronto Maple Leafs, looking for a 2-0 series edge in the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Here's, if you believe in riding a hot streak, and we're in Vegas, so I'll take you down the gambling and the betting side of this. If the Panthers win in game two and grab this commanding lead by sweeping both games on the road. Here's why you had very big interest in the Kentucky Derby. Because the owner of the Florida Panthers, Vinny Viola, owns Forte. Three to one favorite for the Kentucky Derby. If the Panthers take a two nothing series lead against the Toronto Maple Leafs, upsetting the apple cart there, you gotta throw some cash on Forte, don't you? Sure. Yeah, why like, not? Just you're feeling it right there. Here's Kerry Bubbles, uh, president of the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, coming up. The big announcement uh, that was made today at Circa downtown uh, on the Strip. Uh, what a fabulous uh, event that was, and the relationship now with Scripps Sports uh, for the uh, television home of the Vegas Golden Knights. Kerry, uh, it's been a, a wild few months for you. Uh, when did this really start to become uh, the the deal that you thought it was going to be able to, and eventually? came to fruition well darren uh you know it's 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 kind of one of those things where you you feel it at the beginning but ultimately you got to go through the right process right you got to make sure to mature the various conversations the various opportunities make sure you're looking at every angle uh that ultimately is going to be the best for the organization and, and ultimately for our fans and uh within the last uh, several weeks uh, we really were locked in with the folks at script sports and uh, just had to get uh, pen to paper and then ultimately get the NHL approval, which uh, literally late last night uh, we were able to obtain uh, for all of the deal points and uh, we were able to announce uh, our new partnership with Script Sports today. So, it, uh, yeah, it was an exciting day. It was a lot of work, uh, but very, very proud uh, to have the announcement and our new partner as we move forward. Let's talk about what it means to the VGK fan. Uh, what channel will the Vegas Golden Knights be on next year? Well, we're going to, uh, you know, first of all, Script Sports, uh, the local uh, station that they own is actually KTNB, which is the ABC affiliate, uh, Channel 13. Uh, so you'll see a lot of Golden Knights promotion there. But they're actually going to take uh, what is currently programmed with under their ION brand, uh, which is uh, Channel 34 uh, on most cable stations, uh, so cable, satellite, and then, of course, over the air, um, and rebrand it. Uh, essentially, and it'll be mostly be sports programming. They'll also have news uh, on the station and, of course, other content uh, on there as well. But they really are doubling down on sports. Uh, recently, in the last uh, two weeks, they had a major announcement 
that on uh, basically a Friday night game of the week uh, for the WNBA, uh, which is really exciting. And then, of course, uh, now with the Golden Knights between preseason, uh, 70 games uh, at a minimum during the regular season, and that first round of the playoffs, uh, it's now going to be the home of the Vegas Golden Knights as well. Gary Bubul is chatting with us on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas about the big announcement that the television home of the Golden Knights during the regular season and the preseason, first round of the playoffs as well, is Script Sports over on Channel 34. I keep hearing over the air. For people that don't know what over the air means, can you explain that to us? <laughs> it's, kind of a, it's kind of an old school term, but essentially it is. What, it, what it means is um, you know, for uh, you know, for a lot of years, cable and satellite has kind of dominated our our terminology. Those were all pay services, and of course, the channels that were included within that. Um, but uh, let's pretend, uh, you know, going back to the 1970s and 1980s, you decided that you weren't going to uh, get cable. You could actually, over the air, get free TV, which was the kind of the basic channels originally of NBC, CBS, and ABC, and of course, uh, with Fox and others. Uh, it started to expand even in terms of the over-the-air options. Um, but uh, if you've got a smart TV, you can get what they call a digital antenna and uh, still get these same channels on free over-the-air television. And, uh, and that's what, uh, what we've been able to uh, put together. And so that's what we're really excited about. Again, nothing against AT&T. Uh, that was a good partner for the first six years of the franchise. Um, but only you know the low thirties in terms of percentage of the actual market that could get uh, could get Vegas Golden Knights games. Uh, there were a lot of what they call cord cutters. Uh, there's a new term out there called cord nevers, meaning they've never been connected. You know, kids. My my daughter's 23. She would be a cord never. She uh, she you know she follows the team, but she follows it on her laptop uh, or on her phone. And so um, you know, there's a lot of different ways that consumers these days. Uh, actually receive and and uh, take in their content, especially their sports content. And now we've got a new partner that uh, is going to allow us to do it to every fan who wants it and do it on a free basis, and I'm excited for that. You surprised we're back? To, uh, John Shannon used this uh, terminology earlier uh, in hour number one, back to the future. He chatted with Gary Bettman about it. Uh, you surprised we're back there? Well, it, 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 again, it's just kind of where uh, where the uh, the regional sports model has evolved to, and uh, and you know I think for fans of the game, and then for potential new fans, um, you know that that really is a great new option, and and it's one like I said I'm really excited about, and then also just the fact that. We had this broader network that was a part of our original uh, expansion deal with the NHL that really took us throughout the, the entire Mountain West. So places like Salt Lake City, Boise, uh, Reno, uh, well into uh, markets in Cheyenne and up into Montana and Missoula and Butte, Helena. Um, but in all of those instances, we were limited on distribution. Um, and uh, now... We've got this great territory, and so the fans that we know are in those markets. We've seen them. We did the preseason game in Boise. We did the preseason game in Salt Lake. We've done our uh, annual road trips to all of these markets that I just described. We know we have fans in those markets, but they were only able to access our games on a limited basis. Now, if they truly want to follow the team and see every game, they're going to have an avenue to do it. Yeah, and I, I just love the idea that more people are going to be exposed to, to the to the product, right? Yeah, no, and I think the league has really worked hard the last several years 
Uh, if you've been to Golden Knights games, you've seen some of the hockey is for everyone theming and branding and promotions that we've done. Um, but re- it really is uh, a part of what we're talking about here. Um, there's, uh, there's a lot of demographics, whether it's age, race, income, that, uh, that are now going to be able to access the Golden Knights that, um, you know, that we're, you know, like I said, we're just incredibly excited about um, as we look at this market. Uh, it's one of the most diverse markets in the entire country, and uh, and so we want to continue to build our fan base, and the league wants to continue to build its fan base uh, in a more diverse way, and, and so we're just proud to kind of be on the front end of what we think is a really exciting new structure that uh, I know other teams in the NHL, uh, NBA, Major League Baseball, wherever it might be, are going to be looking at because uh, it truly is an innovative new model that uh, that we're going to be bringing to Golden Knights fans. We know that there's a lot of franchises. Kerry Bubble is with us, president of the Golden Knights, uh, with the regional sports uh, uh, disruption uh, across North America. Uh, this is one of the first franchises to have a new television model in place. Yeah, we are. We're really, uh, really the second one that's been announced. There was one uh, late last week with the Phoenix Suns of the NBA, uh, theirs is uh, going to be a little bit interesting because they're still under an existing contract with uh, Diamond Sports or Bally Sports, uh, which is a regional sports network that has uh, 42 teams uh, within its umbrella, Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL. And so they're actually going through uh, some litigation because uh, they had actually gone into Chapter 11. They were trying to reorganize uh, their regional sports model. And so that one's going to be interesting to watch. But, uh, you know, we had uh, exited our agreement. Uh, with AT&T and uh, like I said just very very proud to really be the first team uh, in uh, major professional sports to have this new structure and a new partnership with Scripps Sports. President of Vegas Golden Knights Kerry Bubbles with us on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, kind of the big thing coming out of this is, as you mentioned, is that there's going to be a, a wider audience that's going to be able to consume Golden Knights games. How much and, and really how important was it that that accessibility be there for essentially anybody local that wants to tune in? Yeah, well, it was a huge piece because, uh, you know, we just kept hearing from fans, uh, well, how come you guys aren't available here? Or why do I have to pay for that? Or you know, from a streaming, we kept hearing from, you know, those folks that consume it either on their phone or on their laptop. You know, how come we can't have that option here locally? And we, it was it's like, okay, we hear you. We know that fans want to follow the team, but we didn't always make it easy for them to do that. And so uh, that's why with this new partnership, uh, it's going to be a lot, it's going to be a lot easier for us to accomplish that. And like I said, I'm really, uh, really excited about it because there's just so many great fans out there. Um, and maybe they can only follow on a limited basis, and now they can uh, you know, really be be, a, be along for the ride, right? You know, there's a lot of ups and downs during the season on the ice, um, but part of the fun of where we are today in the second round of the playoffs is that journey that each season truly is, and uh, now you can be, be along for the entire journey, and uh, like I said, it starts in preseason, and so every preseason game will be on. And then, of course, uh, all of the regular season games and then heading into the first round of the playoffs. Uh, just coincidence, Kerry, that it happens during this playoff drive, or was it important to make the announcement during the playoff run to let everybody know while they're still engaged? Well, I think it's both. Um, obviously, there's a lot of work to do to get uh, get everything set up, get it all the get it all sold in for uh, you know, the beginning of next season, because uh, we do still have some work to do in a few of the markets. Uh, we do have to get this direct to consumer option. 
uh, baked out and all of the work that has to happen on the back end to deliver the product. Uh, so there is some work that needs to be done there. But obviously, uh, this is an important time. The, the, the biggest, most visible part of our entire season is the NHL playoffs, whether you're following our team or any of the teams in the league. And, and so we really wanted to get it out there uh, you know, while we're still uh, active and, and uh, playing. And, and, of course, coming off, coming off of last night, it's just unbel- you know, one of the best games I've seen in a long time. Uh, really made for a great, uh, great late evening last night, and just a fun, uh, fun day at the office today. And so we're we're celebrating here at the house with a little uh, Foley uh, wine from Ferrari Carano. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah, uh, get a little you know plug what? in for Bill's Winery. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I was working anyway. I couldn't have made it. It's all right. Don't don't feel bad about that. Uh, that I'm not over there celebrating with you. Uh, are Gosher and Nadi going to be the the guys in charge of this thing? <laughs> They're going to be in charge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then, you know what? You bring up a great point. I want to make sure all of our friends. I got a lot of questions. What about Shane and Dave and Darren and Ashley? You know, the whole team. Uh, Law Dog. It's like everybody's everybody's a part of it as we go forward. Um, you know, one of the key things as we went through our discussions with Scripps was, hey, we have a great team that we like and love. Uh, our fans love them, and they're going to be a part, uh, you know, of all of you are going to be a part of our, uh, you know, new team going forward under the Scripps Sports umbrella. Uh, awesome stuff. Uh, Direct-to-consumer to uh, aspect uh, that you brought up. Uh, that's, the, I guess, the streaming part of it, uh, uh, for lack of a better term. There is yes, a plan yes. to, to go down that path to add on to today's significant announcement. Uh, say that again. I, I didn't quite hear the whole question. Just there's a plan to, to, to add on yes. to today's significant announcement? That's exactly right. So, uh, again, through our partnership, uh, we'll work together. Uh, there's a lot of technology that already exists. Uh, teams like the LA Clippers, the Edmonton Oilers, um, they've already uh, worked with a variety of different companies that are out there that actually, again, more on the back end, that allow fans to be authenticated right through the app and then, uh, and then ultimately receive the games. And so we just have some work to do to kind of get it all together. Um, and then get it uh, get it ready to go by next uh, I guess next September when preseason starts again. Well, I know it's dominated your your focus. Uh, can you sort of sit back and enjoy the playoffs a, a little bit now? Well, it, you know we're not going to. It's hard to enjoy them when your team's still in it, and yeah. so uh, <laughs> you know the, the the biggest and most important part of our entire year is uh, is the playoff period. And so uh, you know we talk a lot about internally about feeding the beast, yeah. and uh, the beast is that big you know, that big uh, dragon that you've seen. And so we've got a lot of work to do. Uh, we've only, you know, we're, we're, it's great. We won the first series against Winnipeg. We've got five games down. We've still got to get 11 more uh, to reach our ultimate prize uh, of winning the Stanley Cup. And so that's where all of our focus is. And I uh, can't wait for Saturday at 4 o'clock at the Fortress. It's another huge, huge matchup against a very, very good Edmonton team. Uh, a lot of people were wondering what the next step would be. We have that answered on the television side. Uh, a big accomplishment uh, off of a lot of hard work uh, by you, Kerry. Uh, congratulations to you and Scripps Sports on coming together on a significant step uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights in the television broadcast. Yeah, Darren, I appreciate uh, you saying that. Uh, it's, it's been uh, it's been a fun fun project to work on, and like I said, we're uh, laser focused on that game on uh, on Saturday at four o'clock and. Hopefully we can keep uh, keeping keep this terrific ride going. The guys are really playing well, and uh, we're up against a very very formidable opponent with Edmund. Pour a glass for me and uh, and have it and enjoy it. I appreciate that. You guys have a great day. You bet.
Uh, there's Kerry Bubbles, president of the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, off their uh, agreement with Scripps Sports, the new television home of the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, starting next fall with the preseason games, every exhibition game, and that rolls into the National Hockey League season. And uh, they will have every game that's uh, not taken up by the Nashville, national broadcasters and then into the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So uh, you're not only guaranteed to see the Vegas Golden Knights next year, and I know there was some hesitation, people wondering what was going to happen uh, mm-hmm. off the uh, dissolution of the, uh, the AT&T Sports Network, uh, but you're going to be able to access that for free uh, over the air uh, if uh, that's the path that you want to go yeah it's awesome it, it's really fantastic and i think you know the the commentary from john shannon earlier about uh growing the game you want to get this into the into the hands or in front of the eyes of as many people as you possibly can and in, in an effort to continue to grow the audience continue to grow the fan base and i, I just think the the ability to be able to access every game uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights um, over the air is it, fantastic. It, back to the Future, whatever word or verbiage you want to put on it, it it's just a, a really cool thing to know that come this time next year, or not this time next year, but come next season, you'll be able to watch Golden Knights games wherever you are. You know, Kerry brought up that term, cord never, which mm-hmm. I'd never heard of before, but it makes sense because yeah. uh, my kids have never had uh, had cable. Uh, they're they're not uh, quite twenty, but uh, they they would be the same ilk. Uh, but here's uh, like you can get the, to the uh, that that little antenna uh, that you attach to your TV that, that will bring in uh, channel thirty four for the Vegas Golden Knights. I don't know whether you would fall into this, but there's a large segment of the population that would have no idea what an antenna is. Uh, and, and what what that does so it, it is going way back uh to a time uh it was on your cards it was on everything now now none of them are on cards you don't have them on your roofs uh or very few very few people have them on on the roofs it's it's what a cell tower is but we don't call those antennas it's kind of it for somebody of my generation mm-hmm. it's it's fun it's interesting. I know what the technology is, what it, what it stands for, but I never, ever thought that we would be going back to this uh, as, as a viable option and a real positive to bring more people the product. It's, it's kind of surreal how it's come full circle. It, it sure is. Um, I, I do remember antennas. I do remember... Um, you know the the technology; it's not lost on me. By like any cordless stretch. phones, remember those? Yeah. You had a big antenna, and you walk yeah. around and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shh, no, I'm, I'm or you break the antenna. But this this is a lot more advanced than that. But yeah, I I remember. But yeah, I think the the idea of kind of going back to what used to work as a means to create more accessibility is an interesting one, and I'm really excited for what's to come. Does that mean that we as a society just overcomplicate things? Yes. And then simpler is better, including yes. the technology of bringing you professional sports on television? Yes. It, it does sum it up pretty succinctly in that regard. Yeah. Catching up with Chapman. That is uh, one of the great things that you do want to make sure the antenna is working for because you never know what you're going to miss. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. 
So last night's game was 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 pretty cool for a variety of reasons, but like the second goal that Leon Drysaddle scored, the one where he banked it in from like five feet below the goal line, like that's one of those plays where if you're in the arena when it happens, you're gonna see that like years down the road on the highlight packages that the NHL plays on networks to promote the game. Like the, the, the one where they're like video game stuff. Like I had the conversation with someone in the press box last night that if I'm playing a video game and someone does that to me, I probably break the controller and I just stop playing and walk away. But for Loren Brossois to be able to rebound and, and not really lose any, any like, like it just speaks to how cool and calm and just, he's such a cool guy. Like, like I feel like I'd like to hang out with Loren Brossois and just kind of talk to him and, and pick his brain because he just seems like he's a he's such a fascinating, cool guy. But to be able to let that go, like, I think I completely what fall What do you mean let, let it go? Because you're talking about it in great, uh, absolutely uh, complimentary terms. Well, but then you're is. saying let it, it go. It but is. then you're it, saying let it well, go. Because it's an incredible play. It's an incredible goal. But for him to not allow that to bring him down, like me, I there's no way. I, I, I completely crumble after that. Like I don't have the the <laughs> mental capacity or the mental ability to just dismiss that and be like, ah, no big deal, because it's one of it's it's one of the best goals I've ever seen live. And and I think for a lot of people it's probably they're in the same boat as me. But he was just like, you know what? It happened. Move on. Me, well, I'm I'm like, screw this. I'm done. I like the fact that the players are so talented now from a skill perspective that behind the net is still an attack zone. That That's a little surprising. That's growth in our game. And that wasn't a turnaround. I've seen guys turn around and fire it and try to bank it off the goalie before. <laughs> that That's happened lots of times. But he took a little off that puck and almost sauced it in. Uh, off Lauren Bressois, it, it showed some some touch, and I, I love Bruce Cassidy's comment after the game that you you don't want to see it, but that's not that's not a bad goal. That's just a great play by an elite player. It was unreal play from Drysidel, unreal like situational situational awareness, looking at exactly what he needed to do, and then making a, a perfect play, um, and then. Just that realization last night from Bruce Cassidy when talking about Dreisaitl and his 11 goals right now in the postseason. Um, it's absurd that Leon Dreisaitl is one game into round number two and he's already got 11 goals. Golden Knights have won five in a row. Going to start bringing that up as they add to it. They'll try to continue the run on Saturday afternoon at T-Mobile Arena. Just after 4 o'clock is face-off. Again, uh, Saturday on the Strip. Get down there. Enjoy all the uh, atmosphere at uh, Toshiba Plaza with the tattoos, uh, with the beer trimming, uh, all kinds of uh, uh, beverage opportunities uh, for you, Chapman. Uh, go enjoy that. There's oh, not, I'm, gonna, uh, I'm definitely going to enjoy a it. part of it that doesn't offer the entire family uh, some fun uh, with uh, the Toshiba Plaza and the doors open 90 minutes before the game. Game two between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers. Vegas, they've got that expected one nothing lead based on Oilers' track record. Now can they make it two in a row? We'll continue to look ahead to Saturday afternoon tomorrow on the VGK Insider Show.